I line up and let that thing fly. And that bear does like a full somersault <laughs> and just jumps up and just lunges at me. Like he, he cleared probably 10 feet towards me. And I was standing at the back of the truck and I've never bailed into the back of a truck so quickly. Oh my gosh. Like I, I opened the canopy, jumped in and I was in like, my dad was dying of laughter. He's in the truck. <laughs> Welcome to Hunting Stories, brought to you by Late to the Game Outdoors. Everyone loves a good story, and hunters have some of the best. Our whole mission is to collect and share great stories from hunters just like you to entertain and keep you motivated all year long. So, pull up a seat around the campfire, because here we go. Today on the show, I welcome Caleb Gotthart. Caleb is all the way from British Columbia, making him the first ever international guest on the Hunting Stories podcast. But uh, Caleb reached out to me on Facebook after listening to the podcast and hearing about my perpetual obsession and woes with bear hunting, because he has an amazing archery bear hunting story and this one particular giant bear that he had a long-standing relationship with. Uh, and I knew as soon as I started reading the story that I had had to get this guy on the podcast. And the story did not disappoint. It was even more intense than I imagined. So I'm confident you guys are going to enjoy it. And uh, let's get on with talking to Caleb. Hey, Caleb, what's up, man? Not much. How about you? Oh, just uh, living the dream down here in the desert, uh, waiting, for, waiting for fall seasons to kick off. They're around the corner. <laughs> I feel you, man. <laughs> um all right so you are in northern british columbia yep so if british columbia wasn't far enough north you're in the northern part of it yeah uh <laughs> which which is awesome um and you're here because i want to like you reached out with this bear story that i have to hear but just so that people can get to know you a little bit before we jump right into that uh just tell me a little bit as what we were talking about earlier with uh kind of how you grew up sort of around hunting, but then, you know, in your own way, sort of really got into it later in life, uh, as I did, uh, go, just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So my dad was a guide for, for years. And then, uh, I, he was always out hunting. I would always go out hunting with him, but I was never into the, like getting out and doing a bunch of hiking and hunting. I was always yeah. just drive the road and, Oh, there's a deer, shoot it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then when I when I got out on my own, I moved about eight hours away from him and into an area where the road hunting was heavily. There's a lot of people on the road, so you couldn't. It wasn't worth doing it. So yeah. the hiking were the only thing you could do, and that, that's when I really started to realize that this whole hiking thing and hunting was just it was awesome. So I started doing more and more and more of it, and now I'm I'm just truly addicted. <laughs> <laughs> it takes over. Uh, so do you? Do you typically like, do you set up a base camp and hike out for the day or are you like camp on your back, just go way in the middle of nowhere, some of both? Most, what do you do? Most times I just leave from my house and okay. I, there's a couple areas where there's, it follows the river in, in a big ravine and I've scouted all those areas and found moose and deer and elk and them. And so I, I leave from my house at three in the morning and don't come home till 10 at night. <laughs> oh, that's a good day. An yeah. exhausting but good day. Yeah. Um, man, it's so funny you said about being a kid and not wanting to, you know, leave the road. That I, my oldest is now hunting age, and I almost turned him off to hunting altogether because I would like 
hey, grab your pack, grab your rifle. We're going over here. And like, but haul him far. And he was like, I hate this. I'm carrying heavy <laughs> stuff and this sucks. And yeah, uh, so now I'm trying to plan some hunts that are a little, a little more manageable for him. Uh, that was, that was a big dad fail. <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's, let's get into this bear story. Cause I, uh, listeners of the podcast know I have a long standing struggle with bears that I am yeah. praying comes to an end this fall. But, uh, so I love bear hunting stories. You have this archery bear story that spans four years. Yeah. Uh, so walk us through that, <laughs> like to just this majestic bear that you, uh, you finally took. So the first time we seen him, we were actually going out to an area and there's a logging slash on the side of the road and, and then a pipeline at the end of that logging slash. And we were driving out to this area. It was my parents, my mom and my dad and my wife were all with us. We're not really going out bear hunting, but we we're going out just to see what we could see. And there's this bear. It's my dream bear, a nice white patch on his chest. And he literally got his head on a log pile out like a light. <laughs> so I stop or dad stops the truck and I jump out and I go after him. I get within 20 yards of him, I think I was. And I draw back and I, I aim and I take my time. And I remember dad telling me, you know, just take your time. Don't rush your shot. And just as I'm letting my release go, he smells me and turns. And that arrow smokes him dead center right in the butt end. <laughs> oh, off with that arrow just sticking out of his butt. And I like, it was the worst feeling in my life because there's nothing worse than wounding an animal. Yeah. Um, we looked and looked and looked, never found blood nothing so never found the arrow so i kind of wrote that one off and thought well i guess you know probably never see that bear again i don't know if he'll die or whatnot and so i ended up we ended up going down the road and um ended up shooting my first bear with a bow a couple of days later and that that went smooth but uh the next year I was actually driving past that spot and all I could think was, I wonder if he's still alive. Like, I wonder if he's still around and didn't see him in that area. And then, so I was like, Oh, I'm going to stop. Dad said, let's stop on the pipeline and check it out. So we stopped and we're looking in glass and sure enough, he was there. <laughs> just hanging so, in the same area. Just pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so we put a stock on him and we got within probably 80 yards. And, and I mean, the stock was ridiculous. We went down into the bottom of the pipeline and there's like a swamp Creek running through there and I have running shoes on. So <laughs> well, I'm, I'm getting wet. So <laughs> we truck through that little swamp Creek and based pretty much up halfway up my shins. And it was just disgusting stuff to walk through and, oh. and, uh, and I'm getting closer and closer to him and he looks at me not knowing what I was because I was still too far away for him to really know. And I had a black shirt on, so I just put my head down. Dude, all he seen was a black blob. And, and then uh, got to within a boat. I think we were within 50 yards. And I, I don't shoot over 30. Like, I've, in the area I hunt, it's so bush most yeah. of the time that you don't get over a 30-yard shot. So I've never really practiced anywhere past that. And... I felt the wind go from hitting my face to hitting the back of my neck. Oh, the bear work. just like 
the instant that wind shifted, he was gone. And you could hear him crashing in the bushes for about probably about a good two minutes after, just like running as fast as he could. Like he was gone. Gosh, their noses are so good. Yeah, like their their eyesight may suck, but their sense of smell is something else. <laughs> and and now, especially now that I've wised them up a little bit on what humans are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't like that first shot. But, uh, <laughs> so he took off running in the bush and I was like, ah, bummer, but whatever. And so we ended up, I didn't end up getting a bear that year. I ended up uh, getting skunked with the bow. I got one with the rifle, but hmm. then uh, the next year, the third year, we were, I had gone out by myself. My dad had to work. We got there a day earlier and dad had to work. So I'm like, well, I'll just take your truck and go out. So I jumped in the truck. I threw his dog in the truck. And when my dad listens to this, he's probably going to laugh at me because I haven't told him this yet. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I threw his dog in the truck and we, we drove down the road to where this bear was. And he was sitting, I don't know, probably 60 yards in the cut block. I put a I put a perfect stock on him. Like I was down on my belly, crawling through the cut block as much as I could. And I get to this point where I can stand up, and I just I'm in a dip, and he's on the other side of the dip. When I stand up, basically my lower half or upper half of my body and my bow would be showing over the log, right? Yeah. And perfect wind coming right at me, and so I jump up, full draw, and he's sitting there at 20 yards, and I'm like, oh, I got him dead to rights. But then because I've had so much history with this bear, my blood started pumping. I started getting shaky and I couldn't settle down. So I had to re release and duck back down. The bear still had no idea it was there. But I had to let my draw back and duck back down, catch my breath again and jump back up. And still standing broadside at 20 yards and I let my arrow fly. And I don't know where the heck I was aiming, but I shot like two feet over his back. Oh, no. Like, I, I don't know what pin I was using, but it went straight over his back. And I was like, oh, like I was just, and after he heard that bow release, he was gone too. Like, yeah, he he's heard that through, sound before. Oh yeah. He <laughs> ran through that cup lock at a boat. Well, as fast as you can imagine him going for as long as he could. Until he, was out of play. Like, he was just gone. So yeah, I, that was quite the bummer and so i went and got my arrow and watched him run through this cut block which was about a kilometer long i was like man that that sucked so did, dealt with that and kind of kicked myself over that and seen a couple other bears that night but i was too mad to even go try for them so I, <laughs> I was like i'm going home loaded the dog in the truck we went home and and so we we get there back and dad asked me what happened i, I didn't I, oh i didn't see anything didn't see anything worse. <laughs> you, you just straight up lied to him. I, I straight up lied to him. I didn't tell him. He's probably <laughs> going to laugh so hard when he hears this. But, um, so then, then we went out the fourth year, the, the, the year I finally made it all happen. We went out and we were all day, all afternoon, we were stalking bears on pipelines. And the one bear I got up to, he was, he was a decent sized bear, but he was across a creek and you know down a big ravine across a creek up the other side and i'm like i don't have the energy for this we had just worked all day all morning and got the job done <laughs> so we were hunting in the afternoon and i'm like i don't got the energy for this so i just turned and walked away from him <laughs> um same with dad dad put a stock on a nice bear and he turned he was like no i can't do this right now turned and walked away from him 
and then we were driving back and I it's getting close to dark still shooting light but really close to like right right on the edge right yeah and we get there and I'm like what is that on the road dad's like that's that's a bear that's a big bear and he's like you like get out and shoot it so I'm like okay so by this time the bear had wandered off and it's just sitting 10 yards on the other side of the dirt road in the ditch and I'm like heck yeah so I jump out with my bow I was um shoot I was trying out these new broadheads or um buzz cut broadheads they have a serrated bro like end on them okay and so I'm like yeah, perfect time to see what they'll do to a to an animal and <laughs> I line up and let that thing fly and that bear does like a full somersault <laughs> and just jumps up and just lunges at me like he he cleared probably 10 feet towards me and I was standing at the back of the truck and I've never bailed into the back of a truck so quickly. Oh my gosh. Like I, I opened the canopy, jumped in and I was in like, my dad was dying of laughter. He's in the truck. <laughs> hey guys, this is Eric from Late to the Game Outdoors and producer of Hunting Stories. I wanted to thank Bun and Beanster for making this show possible. These guys are the real deal. Whether you're a seasoned business owner or a startup or running a side hustle like I am, they can help you with your branding, logo, easy to manage websites, and fresh creative ideas for your business. They can also help you look the part by helping you design those tricky one-off events. They deliver amazing printed goods, quality apparel, even signage. Truly a one-stop creative shop. And they stand by their work guaranteed. For free consultations and useful resources, go to bunandbeanster.com to check them out or catch them on Instagram at bunandbeanster. Now back to the show. And so I, I jumped in and I was in there and I was like, okay, I'm watching the bear through the window and, oh, okay, he's climbing up a tree. Well, I know I hit him good, but, uh, you know, it's that always that doubt in your mind, did I actually hit him good? Yeah. So, well, I'm going to jump out and put another arrow into him. So I jumped out, put another one right through the boiler maker, and it was like another perfect shot, just another great shot. And, so I, uh, yeah, and then I ended up, he fell out of the tree, landed on the ground, and by this time it's like dark, like you have to use flash to see in the bush, right? And yeah. we can hear him snapping trees and breaking branches and everything. And, and me and dad, we didn't have any of our, our good flashlights, we just had our cell phones. So we're trying to look in the bush to see where he is, and we're hiding behind this tree just in case he comes lunging out at us, we can duck behind the tree. and. And dad finally says, let's, let's just go home. Like by this time he had stopped breaking branches. He was dead. Yeah. And dad's like, let's not take a risk and go in after him and him just still be sitting there dying and then take one last lunge at us and let's go home. We'll come back in the morning and we'll, we'll see where he is. And I was okay with that. So we drove back to my dad's house and I didn't sleep. I sat there <laughs> thinking I replayed the, the hunt in my head. I replayed every year from the past four years in my head over and over and over again, trying to figure out like, okay, I did this this year. What did I do this year that was different? And did I make a good shot this year? And, you know, even though I knew both shots were like, there was a really good blood trail and I knew both shots were, were deadly that I just, you know, you get that doubt in your mind, especially when yeah. you're leaving at night. And, For sure. 
So the next morning we go back and we find our little marker that we put out there. And I look to where the tree was, where we're hiding. And he's right on the other side of it. <laughs> so you like looked right over him. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Like he was snapping branches two feet from where we were sitting. Like he oh. was right there. And so both me and dad, knowing that there was nothing he could do to us, but both of us were like, looked at each other with these big wide eyes and we're like, what in the world did we just like, what were we doing last night? <laughs> he was right there. So we went in and at this point I didn't, I didn't, I had a feeling he was the same bear, but I didn't know. Okay. And, uh, cause he was big. Like when I first saw him, the first year I saw him, he was probably a, a six and a half mate six to six and a half foot bear. Okay. Um, which it was a decent bear around here, <laughs> but, uh, and this, this bear was huge. Like he was, he wasn't no six and a half foot bear. He was big. <laughs> and so I started looking and I found the big white patch on his chest. Yeah. And then like, this has got to be him. Like I, this is a, it was a very unique kind of, white patch and i have never seen a bear with that kind of white patch so i'm like it's got to be him but so we skin him out and as we're skinning him out i'm looking in the hind quarter and i'm like no way there's my because i was shooting muzzy four blade broadheads at that time okay there's my x pattern scar mark that i left him oh my gosh so i'm like <laughs> i look at my dad and dad's like it's it's the bear like it's the bear that you shot in the butt and it's and I, I i couldn't believe it like He's still, he was, we measured him out, got him skinned out, measured him out as seven foot one. Oh, that is such a big bear. Like he was just a giant and all the history I had with him. It just, it was such a big relief to, to finally get that, that bear in the bag and, and to put him, to bring him home. And I mean, I still haven't boiled a skull or anything. It's still sitting in my freezer from two years ago, but, <laughs> but that, one of these days when I get around to it, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. No, you've got to have something to look at every day and remind yourself of that four year journey with that guy. Yeah, for sure. It was, it was insane. Like I've hunted animals a long time. Like I hunted one deer for, for two years hmm. and I finally got him. And then I hunted, I hunted a couple, a couple deer for a few years and I don't know, they, nothing is, was, as rewarding as that bear and i think it was just because that first shot that i took at him and i hit him and then to come back four years later and find him even bigger and still alive was just like it was such a good feeling yeah well i'm sure dude and to to put to rest like whatever worry or guilt you might have from year one yeah. where you're like i don't you know as far as i know he ran off and died uh and there was nothing i can you know i didn't recover him it just went to waste uh, and so you, you know, you have proof like, no, 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 he, he survived. Yeah. He, he lived healthily cause he grew even bigger. Yeah. Uh, dude, that is such a cool story. Um, man, is that, I, I, I usually ask, and I didn't even like prep you on this, but is there any, like, I don't know, a, a lesson, a tip or something that you, something that you learned or took away from this hunt that could benefit other hunters? If you have a target animal, the one, the biggest thing I think I learned, if you have a target animal, don't just, and you mess up on a shot or something, don't just give up. Okay. Cause I, I gave up after that first shot. Like I, at the end of the year, I was like, I'm done. Like I'll never see that bear again. He's, 
he's my dream bear. He had the white patch. I've always wanted to shoot a nice bear, a nice big bear with the white patch. And, and I hit him in the wrong spot and I felt like garbage. And I just, I thought to myself, like, why, why are you still hunting the bow? Like, <laughs> give yeah. it up. And then, and then I got my bear that I got, which was still a really nice bear, but I ended up getting him that same year. And it just made me realize that you can't, you can't think that way. You got to keep grinding as much as you can. And then even now looking back at that whole four year span, it's the same, same thing. Like it's hard to hunt and they call it hunting and not killing. Right. Cause <laughs> yeah. You, there's no guarantee you will ever get anything and you'll ever be successful. But the best way to guarantee it is to continue to, to try. Like even you with your bears, you, you don't just give up as I'm sure there's many times that you want to. Oh yeah. I've had a lot of those conversations in the woods with myself. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have too. <laughs> but, but yeah, just the biggest one is keeping, if, if you have a goal, just keep to it and don't, don't quit. And I think this, the next biggest one would be, even if you're sure you're shot, make sure that um, you're like for sure. <laughs> I was sure of that shot, that first shot, but at the same time, I could have waited another couple minutes and he would have turned again, right? So Yeah, man. It's that's... one of those things, but I mean – it ended up great. It ended, he ended up getting bigger and he ended up being. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it makes for an even cooler story. Like, yeah, it's, exactly. It, it's still a cool story. If you drive up, see the bear that you've always wanted, shoot him and kill him. It's a cool story. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's not as cool of a story <laughs> as no, I, put exactly. a, I put an X scar in his butt and then chased him for three <laughs> more years and then, then shot him. Then he charged at me. Then I shot him again. Like, yeah, that's an awesome story. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's when I was, I was working at a, um, a gun shop at the time, Coraline Sporting Goods here in, in my town that I live in. And when I was, a lot of people would come in and ask about bears and they'd be like, Oh, what's your best bear story? So I'd tell them that one. And they're like, we've never heard a bear story that topped that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's man. So, that's such an awesome story. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's great. Dude. It's, well, we're, uh, where can guys like uh to you you're obviously you're an avid outdoorsman you're out there doing stuff and taking pictures and uh where can guys uh find you follow you uh keep up on on your future incredible bear stories <laughs> <laughs> so i have an instagram account it's at underscore northern adventures underscore and that's where they can follow. I try to post on there as much as I can. It's going to be pretty dead because it's supposed to rain for two weeks straight here. But Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's where people can find me and my adventures and what I do. I have another guy that helps me out with it. And we go quite a bit and, and try to get as much stuff and as much content as we can for it. Dude, that's awesome. And just, a, a you know, I'm based here in the Southwest. So a lot of my hunting buddies are in a similar place. So I always love following guys from a totally different part of the country where the terrain's different. The animals are di like, everything's different, but it's still the same general pursuit. So, uh, man, I'll be, uh, I don't know if I followed you yet, but I'm going to make sure as soon as I finish this up, I go <laughs> and follow you to see what's going on. 
For sure. Well, I'll be following you back. I ha- I think I've followed you already, but I'll I'll double check. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, Caleb, thank thanks so much for being on. We'll have to have you on again because uh, man, you've got yeah, for sure. You've got cool stuff up there. You have mo- you told me that you have moose that like live on your street. Um, yeah. like that's. That's crazy and awesome to me. So I got to hear some more of these stories. For sure, man. Yeah, anytime. I'd be glad to come back on and share another story with you. Awesome. We'll we'll set that up, dude. Uh, I'm gonna I'll, I'll wrap this one, but uh, but dude, thanks again. Yeah, no worries, man. Have a good one. I want to thank Caleb one more time for reaching out and for giving his time to share that awesome story with us. Uh, it's down in the show notes, but if you want to follow him, he is on Instagram at underscore Northern Adventures underscore. Uh, And just a great follow to see how they do things up in the great white north. And if you have an awesome hunting story, please reach out to me. Let me know. Uh, I would love to to start getting stories from all over the country, all over the world. Uh, Just the different ways that people hunt and and just how things differ uh, depending on what you're chasing and where you're chasing it. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back real soon and I'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much for tuning in to Hunting Stories. And if you want to stay up on what we're doing with the podcast or anything else going on with Late to the Game, go ahead and check us out at latetothegameoutdoors.com or give us a follow on Instagram at latetothegameoutdoors. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.